What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to The Ox Show. Today is Monday, May 3rd, 2021. I know it's been a minute. Everyone, welcome back to the show, first and foremost. Just going to throw this out right away, just so it's known. This entire episode is going to be about the NFL draft. So today we are previewing the entire, I'm breaking down the entire first round, all of the Bears draft picks, and then I'm going to briefly go over the other teams and just off the top of my head what I think about how they did overall. But nonetheless, a full NFL draft recap on the Yacht Show today, Monday, May 3rd, starts right now. Welcome in, everyone, to today's show. I'm very excited about this show. We are breaking down the NFL draft. Oh, man, this this draft was awesome. I loved every part of it as a Bears fan, as you can obviously tell. We got Justin Fields. I'm, I don't think it, has, it still hasn't hit me yet. The draft happened, what was it, four days ago, four days ago? And it still hasn't quite hit me yet. I just can't believe it. Ryan Pace actually did something, went up, moved, got the deal done. It's just been amazing. It was an amazing draft for the Bears. I'm going to dive into that in a little bit. I just want to start off by saying I'm just so happy with our pick that we have Justin Fields, a legitimate quarterback. This organization has some direction now. I'm just over the moon about it. It's going to be awesome. What a time to be a Bears fan. It's amazing how one night can change your outlook on on your future. I didn't even care about the Bears. I cared about them, obviously. I always care about them. They're my team, but I didn't care about them in the way of I could care less if I watch a Bears football game, knowing that the only quarterbacks we have in our roster are Andy Dalton and Nick Foles. And the O-line's terrible. The defense has a few missing parts. Defense still has a few missing parts, but I'm optimistic about just overall. It's not going to be a one-year project, but to this this draft was a huge step forward, so I'm very excited. We'll break down the Bears draft after I break down the entire first round. Just welcome in, everyone. This was probably one of the most exciting drafts in recent memory. And today we're going to be just going through the entire first round. I'm going to talk about all the Bears draft picks. And then I'm going to go through every team that I can. Or just I'm going to brief, try briefly going over the other 31 teams. Obviously won't be in as, in as much depth as the Bears. But there it's going to be enough information thrown around. So without further ado, here we go. First pick, Jacksonville Jaguars take Trevor Lawrence, quarterback Clemson. Knew it was going to happen. He's the next, as like coming out of college, the next Peyton Manning. Guy's going to be amazing. Crazy stat, though. He has not lost a regular season game. He did not lose one at Clemson. He did not lose one his entire high school career. So unless Jacksonville goes undefeated this season, Trevor Lawrence will lose his first regular season football game in like his life, which is absolutely crazy. And it's obviously going to happen. But I think with him, Urban Meyer, it's just going to, it's going to work well. It's obviously, Kind of like what I mentioned about the Bears just a few minutes ago. It's not a one-year thing. This is going to take some time. So, nonetheless, I feel like there was no debate with him going number one. It was going to happen. He's the best quarterback prospect we've seen in in years. Honestly, since Peyton Manning, and I firmly believe that. Watched him play a lot this year. He's going to be a superstar. Uh, Number two pick, New York Jets. To me, I had this pick as well. Zach Wilson, quarterback, BYU. I don't quite get it. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I was gonna wait. I was gonna wait till the fields pick to say this, but I'm gonna say this now that we're bringing him up. 
I genuinely believe, and I'm not just saying this because the Bears got him. Outside of Trevor Lawrence, the number two quarterback in this draft class was Justin Fields. But Zach Wilson did make a lot of news headlines and whatnot. He's a great quarterback, good kid. And same thing goes for Trey Lance, who went number three. Nothing disputing that. These are all these guys are all good prospects. But I just didn't I, I saw Justin Fields above both Wilson and Lance. But nonetheless, the Jets did a really good job in this first round in the draft as a whole. And I think they made they made out like bandits this first round. Zach Wilson's going to be great for them. Hopefully, he can not do what ha, not have what happened to him. What happened to Sam Darnold? But he's their quarterback of the future. He's their guy. Very happy for the Jets and that they got him. And he was graded a ninety three. Trevor Lawrence graded a ninety seven, which is absolutely insane. With the number three selection, the San Francisco 49ers select Trey Lance, quarterback, North Dakota State. I do believe, I don't know the exact year, but I saw a graphic as the draft's going along. So, obviously, one through three, all quarterbacks. This hasn't happened since the 1970s. Absolutely nuts. Lance was ranked the number three quarterback position-wise and get a grade of a 92. I like this pick for development. Trey Lance, I think, under the right tutelage, could be an outstanding NFL quarterback. And he's got the right he's got the right guy shaping him. It's good. He's obviously going to develop under Jimmy G., and I don't know what Jimmy G's obviously Jimmy G's future with the Niners is all of a sudden in question, which I feel like we kind of knew no matter what because they were going to go quarterback here. I was surprised they went Lance over Jones after hearing all the speculation that Mac Jones was their guy, but I think looking at it now, I think they're going to be much better off taking Trey Lance. I'm not a huge Mac Jones guy, and I'll get into that in a little bit. He he's going to have Shanahan. He's going to have his fingerprints all over him. I think this was a great pick for the Niners. Best quarterback for them. In terms of they have a guy, Jimmy G, who he's been healthy for one season, took him to Super Bowl. His health just hurts him. So it, it's it's going to be good. Garoppolo still has the freedom to play, knowing that Fields going to be – or not Fields, Lance is going to be more of a project, and I think Shanahan and Lance are going to work perfect together in the project setting. Uh, with the number four pick, I had this pick too. The Atlanta Falcons select Kyle Pitts, tight end Florida. Okay, outside of my opinion, people could think, Panay Sewell, but I think as a non, the best non-quarterback prospect in this draft is Kyle Pitts, and it's not even close. He's going to be the next great NFL tight end within the next five years, probably not even five years, next three to five years. He's going to be up there with Kelsey and Kittle. He's going to be in those talks for the better. He's going to be a top five tight end in the league in three years, no doubt. Outstanding pick. Watched him play a lot of games at Florida this year. The dude can ball. He was graded a 94 by ESPN, number one overall tight end in the draft. He was the number two overall prospect behind Trevor Lawrence. Slam dunk pick for the Falcons. That offense looks scary if they hold on to Julio. They have Julio, Ridley. We, see, we even saw wide receiver Russell Gage come up last year, all with an older Matt Ryan, so I'm sure a quarterback's on the horizon coming up a young prospect for the Falcons in the coming years. But nonetheless, great choice here for Atlanta. Kyle Pitts is, is an absolute baller. Uh, at number five, this pick I didn't like. I, can, I know why the pick was made, and he's a great player. So I'm going to preface this right now. If I say I don't like the pick, I think these every all the guys who I'm saying, oh, it's a bad pick, is not saying anything about the prospect. It's that I don't think it's the right fit. And here at number five, the Bengals choose uh, Jamar Chase, a wide receiver out of Louisiana State. Jamar Chase is an outstanding prospect. I still think Devonta Smith's the best wide receiver prospect in this draft, but I can see why people say Chase is, and he's got that connection with Burrow, so that's an outstanding choice. But dude, Joe Burrow tore his ACL last year. Who is going to be protecting him? He's not even, even going to be able to get Chase the football. 
I hope they can figure out no line to protect Burrow so he doesn't end up needing another ACL surgery in his second season. But if they can figure out how to protect him, this is a great pick. But I think they whiffed big time. Penesu would have been the better pick here, but I can understand why they took Jamar Chase. At number six, the Miami Dolphins select Jalen Waddle, wide receiver, Alabama. Waddle's outstanding. I still don't get it. I feel like Devonta Smith was the best wide receiver in this class, but I can still see why Alabama went with Waddle. Waddle, just like Chase has the college connection with Burrow, Waddle has the college connection with Tua. I think he's going to be a great fit as long as he can stay healthy. You know that he had a leg injury last year at Alabama that only allowed him to play the first two games, and then he played hurt in the national title game. Waddle's an outstanding talent, outstanding wide receiver prospect. He's ranked number three wide receiver at his position. I'm assuming if I can look, Devonta Smith was number two. Yeah, he was. But still, I think Miami did all right. You really can't go wrong with any of these receivers. I still would take Smith overall. Maybe Chase would be the next guy, but that's where they go at number six. Number seven, the Dan Campbell era in Detroit starts with them taking Panay Sewell, offensive lineman, Oregon. He fell right into their lap. This pick screams Dan Campbell. The Brad, There's a video of Brad Holmes, the GM of the Lions, was just absolutely fired up to be able to get Panay, and I think he's he's – going to be able to protect Jared Goff. It's a shame that Detroit didn't have this when Stafford was still their quarterback, but still an outstanding choice for the Lions. Just They didn't have to do anything either. They just fell in their lap. So It is scary, though, as a Bears fan, knowing that our defensive linemen are going to have to go up against that guy twice a season for a very long time. Um, at pick number eight, the Carolina Panthers went J.C. Horn, cornerback, South Carolina. I understand their needing of a quarterback, but he is not the quarterback I, corner I would have gone with. I would have gone with Pat Sertain. He's the best corner in this class, but I can still see J.C. Horn. He's a talented dude. I just don't think he's good as good as Pat Sertain. But the Panthers played it safe, didn't mess anything up. Maybe O-line would have been better, but Panay Sewell wasn't available. However, they could have gone Rashawn Slater or Elijah Vera Tucker. Nonetheless, J.C. Horn fills the need. Solid pick by the Panthers. This pick really just confused me. Pick number nine, Denver goes Pat Sertain, a corner out of Bama. I get for a long-term look, but right now at corners, they have Roby, and they just signed Kyle Fuller to a one-year deal. They need a quarterback. I get that in their quarterback room right now, they have Drew Locke, and they have Teddy Bridgewater. None of those guys are your future. Justin Fields and Mac Jones are both available at this choice, and they took a position that they did not really need. Pat Sertain's a great player, and he's going to be a great NFL player, but in terms of fit, this pick does not fit. I was just super confused when I saw this. But as a Bears fan, was super happy because I'm like, sweet, Fields and Jones are keeping on falling. I know if they keep falling a little bit more, we're going to trade up and make a move, and that we did. That happens after this. Pick number 10, the Philadelphia Eagles leapfrog the Giants at 11. Jump up two spots to trade with the Cowboys. This is a whole NFC East debacle. They get up to 10. They take Devonta Smith, a slam dunk choice for the Philadelphia Eagles. I give this direct, this pick an A+. Plus. I actually didn't grade the other picks. I won't do that. I, I'm just saying that's just the thing. They got, in my eyes, the number one receiver in the class, and they've so desperately needed receiver help. They've missed on so many receivers in years past. They took J.J. Arcega-Whiteside a couple years ago over guys like D.K. Last year, they took Jalen Rieger one spot ahead of Jefferson, they did not fail to hit on a big-time wide receiver this year. They get the Heisman Trophy winner in Smith, who also has a college connection with Jalen Hurts, an outstanding choice for the Eagles. They That rounds out the top 10. Three Bama players go in the top 10. Sertain and Smith back-to-back 9-10, and Jalen Waddell at number 6. Now, the moments that made... My my life as a Pierce fan. 
pick number 11, the Chicago Bears trade up with the Giants. We may have given up too much. We gave up a 20, a 2021 or 2022 first, and then a mid round pick this year, mid round pick next year. The Bears jump up and grab Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State. Hype me up, Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace. We did something good. So happy. I this I I obviously you can't see my my hands right now. I'm this close to ordering a Justin Fields jersey. I'm 99 positive it's going to happen soon. So happy we have a quarterback. We've not had this much hope in a quarterback since. Geez, as an organization, Sid Luckman when he left in 1950. So that's what over 70 years ago. I mean, I mean Jay Color was something, but we've never had a quarterback. Every Bears fan, the city rejoiced. So happy. Really happy to have Justin here. ESPN ranks Justin as the number four quarterback in the class, which I just don't get. I can't get behind that. I think he's much better. Like I said, I think he's the number two quarterback in this class. Outstanding at Ohio State. Dude's balled out the last two years there. Overjoyed to have him in Chicago is is an understatement. Happy to have you, Justin. Congratulations. Bear down. Huge pick made here. Now at number 12, so the Cowboys, this would have been the Eagles pick. They flipped with the Cowboys, and the Cowboys picked up an extra third, which now looking at the Bears thing, they got robbed, but whatever. They take Micah Parsons, a linebacker out of Penn State, top linebacker in the class. I mean, considering they just lost Sean Lee and Leighton Van Der Esch is a stud, but he, he's never healthy. It's a great pick. I know Dallas wanted a corner so desperately, but Horn – that's why they end up trading down Horn and Sertain, two the top two corners, two guys they wanted. Both went the two picks before them, so they were able to get something else out of it. Good pick, safe pick. It's they did they did what they had to do if they couldn't get a corner and they got Parsons. Number thirteen, this pick might have been. I mean, if I'm not if excluding the Fields pick, because obviously I love the Justin Fields pick and the Panay Sewell pick. This might have been one of if not the top pick of the first round. The Chargers didn't even have to do anything. They keep their more and more protection for Justin Herbert. They picked up center Corey Lindsley in the offseason. Now they grab Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle, Northwestern. This dude is an absolute monster. And they didn't even have to do anything to get him. He fell in their lap after teams like Carolina failed to take an offensive lineman. They'll take it. Rashawn Slater is going to be an absolute beast protecting Herbert's blind side. And he even said in the draft interview, he's like, hey, man, I got your back, bro. And that was just, that was cool. Also, being from Illinois, Northwestern, that's pretty cool as well. So, Rashawn Slater to the Chargers is going to be a great addition there. Pick 14 was made by the New York Jets. They traded up with the Vikings, and they land Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive guard, Southern Cal. I love this guy. Back when back when the Bears had the 20th pick, and I was like, all right, which offensive lineman can we grab? This guy was one of them that I really liked. Even though he's a guard, I feel like linemen are versatile. They can shift all over the place. I would not have minded the Bears grabbing this guy at 20. I love Elijah Vera Tucker. I think he's a monster. On top of Zach Wilson, this was an outstanding first round for the Jets, grabbing Zach Wilson some protection. It's too bad they couldn't do this for Darnold, but it's a new era of Jets football, and Elijah Vera Tucker fits what they need perfectly. An outstanding pick in New York. Pick number 15, made by the New England Patriots. Mac Jones fell right into Bill Belichick's lap. It's a great pick. It's a perfect fit. I feel like nothing else needs to be said. He's a pocket-passing quarterback. Everyone's comparing the draft combine physique pictures of him and Tom Brady. I think Mac Jones is, like, a New England quarterback without saying he's a New England quarterback. And yeah, so he'll sit behind Newton until Cam messes up. And then Mac Jones is show from here on out. Great pick by the Patriots. Uh, pick number 16. I wasn't huge on this pick until I actually looked into it. The top rated linebacker in the class, actually, by ESPN. 
Zaven Collins. I felt like, oh, that might have been a reach, but no, they got an absolute dog out of this guy. They actually have him ranked over Micah Parsons. Maybe it's, I don't know, I just felt like Parsons was Parsons because I've seen him more, heard him more, goes to a bigger school. Zaven Collins, linebacker out of Tulsa, is going to be a great addition to that Cardinals defense. Something they need to, you know, approach now that they're getting this firepower offense with Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins. They got Christian Kirk. They grab Rondell Moore in the second round. They're going to be outstanding, and that's a great pick to help solidify and to add another piece to that defense. Pick number 17, are we surprised the Vegas Raiders make another head-scratching pick? Don't get me wrong, this dude's an absolute monster. And I was like, oh, the Bears could either get him in the first or second round as an offensive tackle. They go Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama, and I like Leatherwood. I just don't like him in this spot. They easily could have gotten him in the second round. I mean, he's going to be a great pro, but you could have gotten someone else here if you're Vegas. But that's what Gruden and them do. They don't care. They they this the guy could be a third rounder, and if they like him, oh yeah, we'll take him in the first round. This is what they do. Uh, they have him ranked as the number. He's the 60th overall ranked player in the in the entire draft. But number two is an offensive tackle. I don't know, man. Sure, why not? I hope he. I hope it works out, and hope it makes him look good. But honestly, they still could have grabbed him in a later round, and nobody would have been the wiser. Uh, next two picks, my uh, at 18, the Dolphins select a D end out of Miami, Jalen Phillips. I uh, don't know much about him. He's 6'6", 260. He's a powerful edge defender with heavy hands and body control. Film looked good, and Miami keeps adding to that dominant defense that they're building. Uh, pick number 19, also don't know much about this guy, but when I saw his film, like, yeah, why not, right? <laughs> the, the Washington football team has another piece of that insanely good defense. Jamin Davis, inside linebacker out of Kentucky. That defense keeps looking scarier and scarier. It easily is the best defense in the FC East. I shouldn't say easily, but it's obviously better than the Eagles and the Cowboys. I, the Giants are the only team that stand a chance, but the football team just keeps building and building, and this Jamin Davis pick is really going to help them out. Pick number 20, the Giants go Kadarius Toney, wide receiver, Florida. Pick given to them from Chicago. Ah, man, I don't know. feel like they could have addressed other needs. Their O-line isn't outstanding. I know their defense is good, but there's always probably always a hole you could fill there. They go wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, they got Darius Slayton. I mean, I know Sterling Shepard's not always healthy, but they have him. They, got, they just signed Kenny Galladay, and they have a slot receiver in Mr. John Ross. I don't know. I just don't quite get this one. I got, I, mean, I would have got them going wide receiver mid to late rounds, but in the first round, there's so much talent out there on the O-line, like, and the corners, too. They got a couple, the three picks after, I would have been understood. Uh, Quiddy Pay, D-end out of Michigan. Caleb Farley, a corner out of Virginia Tech. And Darisau, a tackle out of Virginia Tech. All would have made sense. Tony's a great player. He's, yeah, I think he's going to do well in this league, but I don't know about the spot. I don't know about his location that he's at. Uh, pick 21, as I said, the Colts go Quiddy Pay out of Michigan. That O-line's obviously scary. And he's Quiddy Pay's the number one ranked D-end out of Michigan. Great pick for the Colts. He's going to help them out a lot. Yeah, I, I like that pick for the Colts. 18th overall prospect. At 22, the Titans go Caleb Farley, corner out of Virginia Tech. Makes sense. Their secondary isn't the greatest. And I feel like they were able to get a guy at good value at pick 22. Uh, pick 23, the Vikings go Christian Darisau, tackle Virginia Tech. Another guy that if the Bears stuck at 20 and went the O-line route, I would have been like, yeah, Christian Darisau is on my list. I like Darisau. I like Vera Tucker. Those two were like most realistic guys to go from the O line in that range. I knew Slater and Panay Sewell were going to be long gone, so I was thinking, I was thinking more Darisau. Darisau was kind of my guy. 
It stinks that he has to go in division, but the fact that the Vikings were probably going to take this guy, they were able to trade nine slots back and still grab him as an outstanding job. I mean, I hate the Vikings, but you can't help but compliment their work. Uh, pick 24. I saw this coming the whole time before the draft even started. Uh, Steelers go Najee Harris running back Bama. Great pick, great fit. I feel like the Steelers should have prioritized O-line. Hopefully they fix that in some way, because if not, they're they're in for some trouble. But still, Najee Harris is a great talent, best running back in the draft, in my opinion. And yeah, however you can make the argument, the pick after him is the best running back in the draft. This one was a head-scratcher as well. ESPN had this guy ranked number one, Harris ranked number two. 25th pick, Jaguars go Travis Etienne, running back out of Clemson. So both first-round picks for Jacksonville end in taking the Two guys that were in the Clemson backfield the most last year. Trevor Lawrence at pick one and ETN here at 25. Um, I mean, I guess James, you need two running backs in this league. And I guess with James Robinson, I, I looked into it a little more. It makes a little bit more sense now, but it doesn't at the same time. The Jaguars definitely had bigger needs than running back. And they still decided to go ETN at 25. He's going to be a stud in this league. He's going to be amazing. He's going to help out a lot. Him and Robinson are going to be a great backfield duo. But like I said, I feel like they could have addressed a different need here. But uh, here we are. And they go Travis Etienne. So anyone who wants to use James Robbins in fantasy next year, you're out of luck. But yeah, no, I look. It also, his everyone's like, oh, James Robbins is so good. I'm like, yeah, he was good in fantasy last year because he got a bunch of touches because the Jaguars couldn't throw the football, so they had no choice but to give this guy the football. Robinson is super talented, but he can't be the only guy back there. Sadly, the Jaguars' backfield from a fantasy perspective is not going to be as solidified as it used to be. All right, we're getting toward the end of the first round. Pick 26. I love this choice. The uh, Browns already have a great secondary. They're getting um, Greedy Williams and Grant Delpit back. Both were rookies last year. They're getting both them back. They have Denzel Ward, and they're like, yeah, let's throw Greg Newsom on the other side. Greg Newsom, cornerback, Northwestern. Newsom's kind of from my area. He went to Glenbard North High School in Carroll Stream, Illinois. Glenbard North's about 10, 15 minutes from my house back home. And, yeah, so that was super cool to see. And I think he's going to be an absolute stud in this league. And all of a sudden, the Browns might have the best secondary in the NFL. Having Greg Newsom, Denzel Ward, Grant Delpit, Greedy Williams. The list goes on and on. Very talented. And they're looking very scary. Great pick here by the Browns. Uh, 27. I think this was a great value pick for the Baltimore Ravens. They grab Rashad Bateman, wide receiver Minnesota. Bateman's going to be an absolute monster at the next level. He could have gone much higher. I honestly, if they are the Giants, would have taken him over Kadarius Toney. But obviously, fits are different. I think this is a great pick by the Ravens. They didn't have to do anything, and they still got a high-quality wide receiver at the end of the first round. Uh, this next pick, this with a few others toward the end. I don't know much about this guy. Peyton Turner, defensive end to the Saints from Houston. Put some on the other side of Cam Jordan. I think it makes sense. The Saints' pass rushing hasn't been outstanding over the past couple years, so they were able to solidify that. Well, Sean Peyton's able to get a guy who, whose first name is his last name. So there you go. Um, Pick 29, the Green Bay Packers, with everything going on with Aaron Rodgers. And I guess we'll dive into that, too, a little bit later. They go Eric Stokes, cornerback Georgia. Stokes, a great prospect, great overall athlete, but still a head-scratcher at this spot. But I guess it makes sense. I don't know. Their, sec their corners were obviously not as great last year. They did bring Kevin King back, but he really struggled in the playoffs. Eric Stokes, uh, how big is he? 6'1", so he can play on the outside. Probably a future replacement with for King with Alexander. He's gonna be great for the Packers. I think it's a good pick for them, but they're really not doing anything to uh help out Aaron Rodgers, make him any happier with the wide receiver. They did grab Amari Rodgers, another A Rodgers on their team later on. It's a great value pick in the mid round for Green Bay, but 
I guess I don't know. I don't know what other wide receivers they could have grabbed here. Maybe they could have gone Elijah Moore, but he ended up going to the second round. All the wide receivers were kind of gone at this point. They were first-round talents. Pick 30. This was a great value pick for the Bills. They grabbed Gregory Rousseau, DN Miami. They actually there was another one of his teammates, Jalen Phillips, went 12 picks ahead of him. I thought Gregory Rousseau was a way better DN out of Miami. So good pick here for the Bills. That defense keeps looking even scarier, and they that in that uh that front line, that pass rush is is looking better and better. Last two picks, two outside linebackers. Um the Ravens got this. Pick 31 from KC in the Orlando Brown trade. Oh, man, that offensive line is scary for Kansas City. We're going to talk about that, too. They grab Odafi Away, off outside linebacker from Penn State. Sure, why not? That front seven from for the Ravens was kind of struggling toward the end of the season last year, so I feel like that's a good pick there. And I don't know what else the defending Super Bowl champions need, so I guess they also – the Buccaneers at pick 32. They took Joe Tyron, outside linebacker out of Washington. I actually watched some of his tape. It's a great pick for him here. And sure, why not grab some depth? I mean, they're not going to be able to re-sign everyone in a couple years. So this, they need they need to start adding some guys for the long term now. So Joe Tyron fills out the first round. So that was the first round of the draft. Let's dive into the Bears because I really want to talk about the Bears picks. I was very excited. So like, like we forementioned, Pick number one, we traded up. Number 11, Justin Fields, Ohio State. I feel like I've talked about enough. Super excited about this pick, man. I I see a lot in him. Watched him play a lot in college this year. Dude is a baller, dual-threat quarterback. I don't care. It might not be Nagy and Pace who end up getting to reap the benefits, but someone's going to be able to. And if, the, if it makes Chicago much more attractive free agency destination, it might make Allen Robinson want to stay, which is just awesome. Because he's he's amazing, him and Mooney, and yeah, it's just great. And now, and it's so funny, yeah. I mean, Justin Fields is the best quarterback Allen Robinson's ever had, and Justin Fields has never even taken a snap in an NFL game yet. But still, very exciting. And it, for any coach and GM that want to come in, just having Justin Fields as the quarterback definitely makes the jobs more attractive. So it was a desperation move for Nagy and Pace. They need to do something to try and keep their jobs stable beyond this year, and I think grabbing this kid really does that. I don't care about them. I'm happy we have a quarterback, Justin Fields, Ohio State, to the Bears. Second round, we traded up. We traded up a couple mid-round picks to get a kid who was also listed for us to grab at pick 20 in the first round. We grabbed Tevin Jenkins, an offensive tackle out of Oklahoma State. I love this pick. This pick was awesome. Huge fan of Tevin Jenkins. He's a baby-faced assassin, 6'6", 317. He's the number four of our ranked offensive attack. We were able to get him in the second round. I'm beyond happy. This pick is amazing. He's going to be an off, amazing offensive tackle for years to come in Chicago. Then our next pick doesn't come till the fifth round, and we grab another offensive tackle and Larry Borum out of Missouri. This guy's definitely a little bit more of a project than Jenkins. He was the 19th overall ranked Offensive tackle in this draft. Uh, Borum, 6'5", 322. He's a little bit of a bigger guy, but still, man, I'm more than happy with it. It shows we're trying to make the right steps. Juan Castillo will definitely like getting his hands on Tevin Jenkins, but Larry Borum's definitely more of a project. But after the news today of the Bears releasing Charles Leno Jr., hallelujah, he is one of the worst offensive linemen I've ever experienced as a Bears fan in my short time as a Bears fan in this life. And trust me, I've experienced many bad offensive linemen. He is by far the worst, always holding calls, always false starts. 
So I guess now they were originally thinking, oh, Leno will start at left tackle. He's got his contract expiring this year. Tevin Jenkins will start at right tackle, and Larry Borum will kind of develop work underneath. But now Tevin might be sliding over to left tackle, meaning Larry Borum might be the starting right tackle for the Bears this year. Go. Let's do it. Throw him right into the fire. Uh, yeah, let's do it. I love it. As, as long as it's not as long as, as it's not Charles Leno, because, man, that guy's bad. All right, we have four more picks. This next pick is one that was a little bit of a head-scratcher. We drew uh, sixth round, 33rd pick in the sixth round. Bears grab Khalil Herbert, running back, Virginia Tech. He's 5'9", 210. And originally, I was like, I was like, ah, I'm like, we need a corner. We need secondary. And we grab a running back? Then again, Cordero Patterson left. I forgot where did he, I think he may have gone to Atlanta. Now I want to Google where Cordero Patterson went. He's obviously not with the Bears. Uh, Patterson. He is, I think, an Atlanta Falcon. Yeah, he's an Atlanta Falcon. And I guess Khalil Herbert's an insane returner, and he better be. But I was like, oh, okay, we, we have we have two running backs. We obviously have Montgomery and Cohen come back from Virginia third. I was like, oh, wait, the Bears actually signed Damian Williams. So that means Khalil Herbert's even lower on the depth chart, but it's fine. Williams is obviously only a one-year guy, and who knows how Cohen's going to be back from surgery. Pick's not terrible. I'm not a huge fan of it. The dude better be a baller, though. That's all I got to say. 15th ranked running back in, the, in this draft. This These next two picks I'm absolutely in love with in the sixth round. Sixth round, 37th pick in the sixth round. The Bears grab Daz Newsome, wide receiver, North Carolina, 5'10", 190. I love this pick. This pick, outstanding job here. I, from what I was reading, Daz Newsom was a third, fourth round talent, and we were able to grab him in the sixth round. Outstanding. Hopefully, also, this means that Anthony Miller's days in Chicago could be almost over because, man, i just not an Anthony Miller fan. Because So looking at our wide receiver depth, and I also saw this as a fair point, we better not hide Daz Newsom like we have in Riley Ridley. I'm a huge Riley Ridley guy, and he has not gotten any chances to show what he can do in his two, three years around the organization. That better change this year. Him and Daz Newsom better get their shots. So assuming now that, I mean, Robinson's obviously here this year, but I'm hoping he's here for the long term now that we have an actual quarterback. So it'll be Robinson and Mooney on the outside long term. And also Darnell Mooney will be way more deadly now. Now that he has an actual guy who can throw the football. And then on the insides, we have Riley Ridley, Daz Newsome. I'm hoping that means Anthony Miller is gone. I really do. We also have Javon Wims on the outside as well. Some decent wide receiver depth in Chicago. I don't question mid-round wide receiver picks anymore after Darnell Mooney last year from Ryan Pace. He knows what he's doing, and I hope he did the same with Mooney that he did here with Daz Newsome. Final six-round pick. We had three of them. We take Thomas Graham, a corner out of Oregon. It's 5'10", more of a slot corner. We just got rid of Buster Screen, meaning Duke Shelley would be the guy, but I'm hoping this six-round pick ends up being a big one because, man, we always need secondary help anyway, and if Thomas Graham can step up, and be a guy here for the future. Him and Jalen Johnson can thrive in that secondary. We need it desperately. I think now that we've addressed quarterback, O-line's on the up and up, but I definitely think our corners are our weakest part now, losing an all-pro in Kyle Fuller. Obviously, it's a sixth-round pick. Can't expect much from the guy, but I'm hoping Thomas Graham develops into a solid player, enough to take Duke Shelley's spot because, geez, Duke Shelley is just, he's not it, man. I don't think so. But nonetheless, and this goes for Herbert, too. Herbert's a good special teamer. Hopefully, Thomas Graham can at least start off as a special teamer if he can't crack the uh crap the lineup in uh on opening day final seventh round pick we go kairos tonga d tackle byu sure why not i mean seventh round you kind of just take best available and 
I guess that's what he was here. He's a big boy, and hopefully he'll help stop that run for us. All right, so it's the Bears breakdown. I'll kind of go through teams and see what I like, any picks that stand out. So Cardinals went Zayvon Collins in the second round. Rondell Moore loved that pick. I didn't love it at first, but he's going to be involved good for them. Nobody notable notable in the rest of the picks. Uh, let's see, Atlanta, Kyle. They went Kyle Pitts with their first choice. They grabbed Richie Grant out of Southern Central Florida in the second round as a safety. It's a huge pick, and then they back it up. Jalen Mayfield, an offensive tackle in Michigan. It's also a big pick, two spots of need. They had a lot of picks in this draft, but I think they really hit it home on their top three, and they grabbed another corner in Darren Hall out of San Diego State in the fourth round. Not a bad draft for Atlanta. Baltimore, they went Bateman in the first round and away, and then they grabbed Ben Cleveland in round three. I think he was definitely not higher than a round three talent offensive guard out of Georgia. That's a big pick for them. Buffalo, they obviously went Rousseau in the first round. And then they went Carl Carlos Basham in the second round, so they loaded up on defensive ends. They also got Marquez Stevenson mid-round or late-round, sixth-round wide receiver pick, and people are saying that might be the next Darnell Mooney of this class. Panthers, ooh, yeah, the Panthers. They had, a good, they had some good picks thrown in here. They went um, J.C. Horn. Round one, Terrence Marshall, round two. They now have receivers of DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrence Marshall, a lot of targets for Sam Darnold to throw the ball to. And then around three, they grab a big boy out of BYU, Brady Christensen, who's going to be able to protect Sam Darnold. And then round four, this will be this will be fun. with Alongside Christian McCaffrey, now they grab running back Chubba Howard out of Oklahoma State. That is a huge choice. Obviously, McCaffrey's their guy, but that duo, that duo could turn out to be very, very nice for them. Uh, ball, uh, Cincinnati, they did end up going after Chase. They did grab Jackson Carmen and O-Tackle out of Clemson second round. Joe Burrow is probably celebrating about that. Notable pick for them, they did take Evan McPherson in the fifth round, a kicker out of Florida. I think he's the only kicker drafted this year. He's he's special. It's going to be – if there was any kicker to be drafted this year, I knew it was going to be him. Now – Cleveland had an insane first two picks. They obviously grabbed Newsom, and then in the second round, late second round, they grabbed, sorry if I butcher this name, Jeremiah Awusu-Koromoa, who was like the number two ranked linebacker in the whole class out of Notre Dame. And then they followed that up by grabbing in the third round, Anthony Schwartz out of Auburn. So great first three picks. Cleveland might have had one of, if not the best draft this year. Uh, Nothing really notable out of Dallas. Nothing super exciting here. I do like their choice of Jabril Cox in the fourth round inside linebacker at LSU. They also grabbed Kelvin Joseph in the second round as a corner out of Kentucky. Denver, they went certain in the first round. This next one really made me scratch my head. Javante Williams running back early in the second round. They have Melvin Gordon. They're paying him $8 million a year to run the football. I guess they're looking future. Javante Williams is going to be a very solid NFL running back, but I don't know about that one. And then this next pick really made me smile. Uh, Quinn Miners, Miners, offensive guard out of Wisconsin Whitewater, D3 school. Love to see D3 being represented. This dude is an absolute monster. If you Google him, you look him up on YouTube, Instagram, social media, whatever. He He's like a farm boy, and he does these insane workouts. He's going to be an absolute monster in representing Division Three athletics and even D3 athletes in Wisconsin. So that, that was that's a pretty cool pick to see. Uh, the Lions went Penesul in the first round. And other than that, 
Aleem Mitchell, Aleem McNeil in the third round out of NC State. Big boys, defensive tackle. They did end up grabbing a wide receiver for uh, Jared Goff. It just took them till the fourth round. And they got Amon Ross St. Brown out of USC. So still not a lot of guys throw the ball to you for Goff, so that'll be kind of tough. Packers went Eric Stokes in the first round. They followed that up by taking Josh Myers in the second round. I was kind of laughing at first. Obviously, I don't like the Packers at all. Then I realized, wait, they just lost Corey Lindsley to the Chargers, and they picked up a center. Josh Myers was a very solid center at Ohio State. I think that'll end up being a great pick for them. Then they follow that up by going Amari Rodgers, finally getting a somewhat decent prospect wide receiver out of Clemson. I think he'll end up being great if Aaron stays around. I don't even know about that. I guess we'll talk about that now that we're on the Packers. That whole situation is so weird. If I were to say, if you were asking me right now, Yak, where do you think he would go if he were to leave? Man, I think Denver. I've just heard Denver. He's even said he's wanted to go to Denver. And after, if you would have, t- if you would have mentioned this last week, I'd say, oh, maybe they would have gotten a deal done with San Fran. But San Fran's got their project quarterback now and Trey Lance. I mean, Mitch, it's a long shot. They would trade Garoppolo and draft capital to bring Rodgers in for a few years to mentor Lance, but I don't think that would happen. I think the Niners are just going to stay put with what they have. Rodgers has said he wants to play in Denver, and it's just a thing for Denver. They're like, okay, here's a legendary quarterback, Peyton Manning, a couple years off, and then, oh, here's a legendary quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. I could just see it happening. That's my take on the Rodgers situation. Uh, We're on to, I think, Houston now. Uh, yeah, Houston had by, probably by far the worst draft out of everyone. Uh, they didn't have a pick till the third round because, you know, Houston loves trading their draft picks. They only had five selections in this whole draft, and they took Davis Mills, a quarterback out of Stanford. Not a super exciting prospect. Big kid, throws the ball well, but pff, other than that, I don't know, man. The one pick they made that I liked was Brevin Jordan in the fifth round of tight end in Miami. I feel like that guy will be special. Other than that, nothing huge for the Texans at all. Colts, they took Quiddy Pay in the first round, and then another DN in the second round, Dio, and I'm not even going to try to say his last name, out of Vanderbilt at DN. They did end up taking Sam Ellinger, Ellinger out of Texas. Nice little fun quarterback pick, mid-round, really good guy in college. It's always good to see guys like that go. The draft a sixth-round pick, well-deserved, and I hope he works his way up as a backup. He'll be a career backup, but he was fun to watch in Texas, and he had some classic games there. Jacksonville, they have some with Lawrence ETN in the first round. Tyson Campbell to start the second round of Georgia. It's a nice cornerback selection. Other than that, nothing super special for them, but those are the picks that stand out the most. KC, oh, they have one pick on here that absolutely fantastic. They did go Nick Bolton with their first choice, which they had in the second round of Missouri. He'll be he'll help out that front seven, mainly the linebacking core needed the needs the most work on that defense. Outside of the secondary, that that the only thing good, the only thing in my opinion that excels on that defense is their defensive line. So I think adding an inside, a young inside linebacker helps them out. But the best pick they made of the night was at the end of the second round, Creed Humphrey, center, Oklahoma. My God, Patrick Mahomes has an insane offensive line now. After noticing that Mahomes was running for his life every single snap of Super Bowl this year, like yeah, we need to get offensive line behind this guy. So what do they do? They're getting um, Dariff. Uh, yeah, they're getting Dariff back at right tackle. They signed Kyle Long to be a right guard. I mean, I know he gets hurt a lot, but it's still a, a known name. And then on the left side, oh, the left side of their offensive line might be the best left side of any offensive line in the league. They trade for the Ravens to get Orlando Brown Jr. to block Mahomes' blind side. And then they signed Joe Thune to a huge contract. Best offensive lineman signing in recent memory besides him and Corey Lindsley at left guard. And now they draft this kid at Oklahoma, out of Oklahoma, to snap the ball to Mahomes. Holmes locked and loaded. He's got a great offensive line. 
and they're ready to go. And they even grabbed Trey Smith, offensive guard, in the sixth round out of Tennessee. I'm assuming he'll kind of serve to fill in for Kyle Long when he gets hurt because you know it's going to happen. Chargers, they went with Sean Slater in the first round, and then they grabbed Asante Samuel Jr. in the second round of Florida State. Really good first two picks for the Chargers. Other than that, I mean, the rest of the guys are nothing super special, but I really like the first two choices. Chargers did very well. The Rams only had one pick in the top 100, and they chose it on 2-2 Atwell, wide receiver at Louisville. Not super huge on that selection, but as Sean McVay knows what he's doing. So they did have that picture of uh, Goodell in their draft house in Santa Clara. I don't know if anyone saw that. If you haven't, look up like, oh, the Rams draft house. I don't know. That's Santa Clara. It was somewhere in California, and it looks absolutely insane. It was super nice. But, yeah, they go wide receiver, and other than that, nothing else super noticeable. Uh, Raiders, like I said, they reached on Leatherwood, but they kind of made up for it in the second round by taking Trayvon Mourning. Mooring, a uh, safety, was the number one ranked safety in the entire draft, and he slipped that far into the second round. So they're kind of able to make up for it. Other than that, they drafted two more safeties. They drafted three safeties in this draft. An outside linebacker, a corner, and a center. Nothing huge out of Vegas. Uh, Miami went Jalen Waddell and Jalen Phillips. Uh, another pick that they made, two more picks they made. I like Liam Eichenberg, offense tackle Notre Dame, was an absolute monster in college. Hope I know he'll transfer to the pros nicely, and he'll end up being there to protect Tua. And then Hunter Long, the number two ranked tight in the entire draft outside of Kyle Pitts, they were able to get in the third round. So it was a nice. He'll be nice to go a two tight end package with Mike Gusecki. I hate saying this, but Minnesota actually made out pretty well, especially in that trade that they made because they were then able to, after getting Darisau in the first round and the third round, they draft Kellen Mond. I don't know how to feel about Kellen Mond. I did like him. I thought of, the, oh, maybe the Bears grab in the mid-rounds, but after looking at him a little bit more, I don't know, man. They're, I guess it's just kind of have to be a, a prayer type deal, and I, I, think he'll, I think he'll end up working all right. Man, the Vikings have probably, looking at their list, they ought to have had more draft picks than anyone this year. Two, four, six, eight, ten, eleven picks. And then their third pick, they made Chad Surratt inside linebacker North Carolina. It was a very good choice as well. So they did all right for themselves this year over in Minneapolis. Uh, Patriots' first two picks, first three picks, outstanding work. It's actually kind of funny. Four picks, top four picks. Picks one and two were Bama. Picks three and four were Oklahoma. They did really well. Mac Jones, round one. Uh, then D-tackle. Belichick traded up in the early second round to grab Christian Barmore out of Bama. Will really help out that front seven. And then round three, kind of a guy who fell a little bit at D-end out of Oklahoma, Ronnie Perkins. And then in the fourth round, they grabbed another Oklahoma guy, running back Ramondre Stevenson. I don't get what Belichick does with running backs. They got Burkhead, Michelle White. They got so many running backs. But I don't question Belichick. I don't think anyone should. The Saints, they went Peyton Turner round one. Pete Warner in late round two is actually a good pick. He's a great linebacker at Ohio State. And the other notable pick they made was Ian Book in the fourth round, which is kind of a name to know. I feel like they reached. I honestly would have preferred Sam Ellinger over Ian Book, and Ellinger went two rounds after him. So, uh, Giants went Kadarius Tony in the first round. The only other notable pick is Aziz Ojolari, outside linebacker Georgia in the second round. I think he'll be a nice pro, and they're able to get a, a power five type guy later on. Uh, New York Jets, obviously, geez, that first round was outstanding, and they were able to follow it up with two big time picks in the second or er, big time second round pick, grabbing Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss. 
And they were able to grab a running back, Michael Carter, in the fourth round on North Carolina. A lot of hype around Michael Carter. They're hoping he might be the answer at running back. And if so, they absolutely stole him in his position. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, they obviously went to Monta Smith first round. They followed up with another Alabama guy in the second round. So similar to Patriots, who took two straight Crimson Tide. The Eagles do the same thing and take Landon Dickerson, etc. It's a great pick to help protect Mr. Hertz. That O-line is not that great. So it was a very solid pick indeed made there. Pittsburgh went Najee Harris in the first round. And other than that, not anything super noticeable. They picked up a tight end in round two, which made me scratch my head because they really need O-linemen. But then in the third and fourth round, they took a center out of Illinois and Kendrick Green. And then Dan Moore Jr. out of A&M went in the fourth round as an O-tackle. So picked up a couple. They drafted a punter and Presley Harvin the third out of Georgia Tech. I remember seeing this guy. I think he won the punter of the year award. He has an absolute boot, but that's cool seeing a punter go. Um, Seattle only made three picks in the whole draft, so I guess we'll talk about all of them. They went Dwayne Eskridge in the second round, wide receiver to Western Michigan, so another target for Wilson. He's got David Moore. If he's still there, I'm not sure if David Moore's still there, but for sure Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Uh, fourth round, they grabbed Trey Brown out of Oklahoma, which I feel like is a pretty good mid-round pick. He's a known guy. He's 22nd-ranked quarterback in his class. However, if I'm Russell Wilson, I still don't have any protection. A high pick, that was an offensive lineman. But they end up grabbing an offensive lineman in Stone Forsyth of Florida in the sixth round. So that's the least amount of picks out of any team for sure. Six picks. Seattle doesn't really do the draft. That's not really their thing. Um, Trey Lance in the first round for the Niners. They then grab Aaron Banks and O'Guard out of Notre Dame. It's a good pick there. Aaron Banks is a good prospect. Poor Trey Lance. He's not the only Trey that they drafted. They drafted Trey Sermon out of Ohio State. Dude had an absolute monster of a Big Ten championship game. I don't know what they plan to do with running backs as they already have like five, but I'm sure they they wait they took they used to pick on them, so they're gonna make it work. Um, now we're on Tampa. We talked about Joe Tyron. I literally called this pick as it was going on. Second round, they took Kyle Trask out of Florida. I'm like, what else do they need? They literally took a guy who probably won't even start in the first round as an outside linebacker. Like they have their wide receivers. They have a tight end. They have the best, if not the best, a top five, top three O-line in the league. They have their running backs. Their secondary is not awesome, but it's still great. So like, what are they going to do here? And I'm like, ah, Tom doesn't have a backup. They probably will draft the next guy to take over. I'm like, it's probably Kyle Trask because he's the most similar quarterback to Tom left, and they did go Kyle Trask. Hoping it'll work out. If not, all it was is a second-round pick, and they really didn't have anyone else to go with there. And then the other notable pick, I feel like they stole this guy in the fifth end of the fifth round, K.J. Brett, inside linebacker. He was ranked 11th out of all inside linebackers and the overall 131st player in this class, and he fell all the way to the fifth round. So Tampa was able to do good work there. We have two teams left. Tennessee and Washington. Uh, Tennessee went Caleb Farley in the first round. They were looking at Dylan Radons out of North Dakota State at O-Tackle. Other than that, they just they went inside linebacker, corner, wide receiver, DN, wide receiver, safety. Nothing huge for them. Nothing good, nothing bad. Uh, Washington went Jamin Davis in the first round. They went Samuel Cosme as an offensive tackle, which I'm sure they, they need help there. And then, I mean, Washington's a very solid football team and a lot of picks and nothing outstanding, but nothing terrible either. So we're all decent draft for Washington. So nonetheless, to uh, 
Thank you all for tuning in to this NFL Draft Recap. It was super fun to talk about the Bears, the first round, and, and just break down every team as I could. It was a bunch of fun. Hopefully, when we get to summertime, I'm a couple weeks away from moving out of school. I'll try to get like once a week uploads, and it'll mostly be about baseball because that's really the only thing that's going on now. But yeah, nonetheless, stay tuned. I'm going to crank out content, and it'll be fun. So thank you all for tuning in to the Ox Show here today, and uh, I'll catch you all next time. Peace.